We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. One of the benefits of living in Arizona are the breathtaking natural wonders. Arizona is probably best known for being the home of the Grand Canyon. But there are actually dozens of national parks and valleys with impressive landscapes across the state. In our free time, Tabitha and I love to explore the trails, see the sights, and on a couple of occasions, we've taken day trips up to Sedona, which is well known for its beautiful red rock formations. Another interesting place we visited was Montezuma's Castle, which is a Native American ruins where the tribe carved a dwelling place in the side of a mountain and used ladders to reach it, which when the enemy would approach, they would pull it up, being a very fortified living quarters. I'm sure as I described these sites to you, you can easily picture in your mind enormous jagged rocks that are big, sturdy, strong, and unshakable. This got me thinking, if we had a fortified place to live in, Would we ever feel afraid and insecure? The reality is, we are vulnerable people. Life is outside of our control, and we often focus on the wrong things in the hopes of gaining some sense of security. There are multiple areas of false security. One of those might be material possessions, where we think, yes, if I have this one thing, it'll make me happy. This will give me everything I need for peace and smooth sailing. Sometimes we put our confidence in possessions until we realize the thing we wanted most wasn't all it was cut out to be after all. I've been a wheelchair user for many, many years. Since wheelchairs are not designed to last forever and They can cost hundreds, even thousands of dollars. Every few years, we appeal to our insurance company to cover a new chair. About two years ago, I was in need of a new wheelchair and thus began the long process of getting insurance approval. Choosing a wheelchair is, uh, well, it's a lot like shoe shopping. There are all kinds of colors, sizes, models, and for people like me who need to use wheelchairs constantly, getting the right measurements is crucial. The wrong fit can cause a lot of physical pain and complications and limit ability to function at your best. For most of my years of being in a chair, I've gone with manual wheelchairs. I I don't have much upper body strength and need assistance being pushed around. A lot of electric wheelchairs weigh hundreds of pounds. And living in a small apartment that's not completely wheelchair accessible, also having a mid-sized car with no wheelchair ramp, it just seemed that uh, an electric wheelchair wasn't the best fit at the time. However... During the course of our shopping round, we discovered that there are different brands now of lightweight battery-operated wheels. 
that can be attached to a wheelchair. And we never knew that existed. So I especially was very excited about the idea of gaining a little independence and being able to maneuver myself. So I selected a brand called Smart Drive. It's a battery-powered wheel weighing about 10 to 11 pounds and controlled by a Bluetooth wristband. We waited months for our insurance to approve the chair and the smart drive. And once they did, we waited many more months for my chair to be designed. Then the day finally came when we got the call that my chair and battery wheel had arrived. I went in for the final fitting and the physical therapist who was assisting me also instructed me on how to use my new powered wheel. To power up the battery under the chair, put on the Bluetooth wristband, then double tap the side of the wheelchair. The chair begins to move forward and will quickly pick up speed as it goes. Once the chair is moving at a comfortable pace, tap once to lock that speed in place, a lot like cruise control. To stop, double tap again and pull back on the wheels. Sounds easy enough, right? I thought so. So I was thrilled with my new wheelchair and I convinced Paul to take me to the mall that very day. I wanted to practice driving by circling the floors. And Paul very patiently coached me as I worked on starting, stopping, turning, picking up speed, slowing down. Little by little, I began to gain confidence. Eventually, I decided we should move from the main walkway into some stores so I could practice navigating through narrow aisles. I was perhaps confident a little too quickly. Once inside the store, I made the fateful decision to outpace Paul. Now you have to know Paul is a tall guy and usually has a fast stride. So knowing this, you'll also know that my speed was really quick to pass him and leave him in the dust. From this point, I'll say everything happened in slow motion. Turning the corner, I saw a clothes rack coming straight at me. And Paul must have seen it seconds before me because in the background, I could hear him frantically calling, stop, double tap, double tap. But before I could respond, I crashed head on into the rack, knocking it to the floor. Did people turn and stare? Yes. And I wish I could tell you that was the only embarrassing moment I have ever had with my smart drive. Unfortunately, though, there have been several crashes, and while my driving skills have improved just a little, in all honesty, the battery-powered wheel hasn't made my life significantly easier. Up until that day, I was so sure the smart drive would resolve a lot of my challenges. It clearly fell short of our expectations, though. Yes, that's an understatement. So my story about the wheel is a somewhat humorous reminder that when we place our hope in material possessions, eventually we're going to be disappointed. Another area we often think is secure, but really isn't, 
is our health. Perhaps you've been blessed with excellent health. If so, praise the Lord. Or maybe you've struggled for years from injuries or diseases. Either way, it would be a mistake to set health on a pedestal. We really can't be secure in something that isn't ever secure itself. Our physical well-being could change in an instant. Since Tabitha's diagnosis of muscular dystrophy back in 2017, there's been a lot of changes for her. About every six months to a year, there are a couple more things that she is no longer able to do. Her whole body really has been affected. Not knowing about how things will develop is a strong reminder for both of us just how fragile health and life really are. But in the midst of the uncertainty, we still have the best and truest security, our Creator God. In times of trouble, He is our rock and our fortress. No matter what lies ahead, we are confident that the end of our story is eternity in heaven. What can be better than that? No, for born born again believers the assurance of eternal salvation is so very vital simply put assurance is belief it's being fully persuaded that something is true and yet when it comes to eternal salvation many believers doubt whether or not they really will spend eternity in heaven When we're facing those dark days and we feel completely alone or when we've committed a shocking sin and we wonder if we've gone too far, where do we go to find that assurance? How can we rest assured that we as born-again believers are truly safe and forever secure in God's hands? Someone answer that question by saying, look at yourself. Check your actions and your faithfulness. Of course, we have every reason to believe there should be good works in the life of each believer in Jesus Christ. God has prepared us for good works. However, trusting in ourselves is yet another false security. It's logically and theologically incorrect to claim that salvation, which is free of works, is not recognizable except by works. The Bible does not support this. I appreciate the ministry of Grace Evangelical Society. They've published a lot of helpful articles and books, not only on salvation, but also on assurance. So let me share an example taken from one of their books. Suppose I was to base my assurance on my life's actions. For example, if I were to say genuine believers do not drink alcohol, I don't drink alcohol. Therefore, I conclude I am genuinely born again. There's a big problem with this logic. The conclusion wrongly states that the only reason I don't drink is because I'm a genuine believer. In reality, there could be any number of explanations why I don't drink. Let's take that idea and reverse it to negative behaviors. I could say those who are born again do not get angry. I do get angry, therefore I must not be saved. This kind of belief will quickly lead us into doubt instead of assurance. We sin every day. We all sin. Even if we are able to hold up a few moral standards, we consistently fail in others. That's a good point. I think what's worse is, you know, even if we're meeting certain standards today, there's no guarantee that 
will be upholding those standards in the future. So I might end up committing a horrible sin one day. And in this that case, the logic would state I was never saved to begin with. Romans 4.5 says, And to the one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. The Apostle Paul states that salvation is a free gift, not of works, lest any man should boast. If my, quote, good works become the badge of acceptance before God, they'd also become the basis on which I could judge others as, quote, unworthy. We've seen this taught in the past, and sadly, this teaching produced a tremendous amount of self-righteousness and a harsh spirit toward others who didn't measure up. If believing my security depends on me isn't accompanied by self-righteousness, it most certainly would produce fear. I personally would always be afraid wondering if I've done enough, enough good works for the Lord. Most of us are familiar with the account in the Bible of Peter walking on the water. I recently read this in my Bible. When Peter saw the wind and the waves, he became afraid. And Peter really shouldn't have been looking at the storm around him. He had the word of the Lord and should have kept his eyes on him. And this is kind of a picture of assurance. Really, if we base our confidence of eternity in heaven, we base that on our behavior. It's just like Peter focusing on the wind and the waves. It will produce fear and insecurity. Instead of basing our assurance, our belief, on our works, we need to base assurance on the promises of Jesus. Believe everything he said. A lot of pastors and churches out there do teach that salvation is attained and kept by prayers or by being obedient in every area of life or by emotional experiences. It's so confusing. My heart goes out to those who have really wrestled with doubts and despair over where they will be after death. And the answer lies with Jesus. Our only reliable guide is his word. Take what Christ has said as truth, and that's where you'll gain assurance. Jesus says the only condition of everlasting salvation is faith in Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. He who believes in him is not condemned. John three eighteen. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. John three thirty six. John five twenty four. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. For we hold that one is justified by faith, apart from works of the law. Romans 3.28 When I was young, I became convicted that Jesus had paid the full price of my sin, that he was and is truly the Son of God, 
the only one who has the power to rescue me. My faith is in Christ alone. I've claimed his promises that all who believe have everlasting life. My assurance rests completely on the promises of Christ. Jesus tells me in John 10, 28 and 29, he gives me eternal life and no one, no one means even me and my failures. No one can snatch that away. My name is engraved on his hand. How about you, dear listener? What do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe he is the Son of God? Do you believe his promise that you will never die because you have faith in him? Your security is not in temporary things, earthly possessions or health, or even in your own accomplishments. It's all about Jesus. No one has more peace and rest than the one who believes the promises of Jesus are true. You can rest assured today, even if life is spinning out of control, because God is your Heavenly Father. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll provide for every need. He will make good on everything He has promised. Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org.